Are you recording? I am. I'm recording. Okay. I have a, I have a present for you. Oh. I've been thinking uh, a lot about half birthdays lately. I don't I don't really know why. Well, I do know why. Part of it is I want to get better at remembering people's birthdays, and I've been thinking like, what are fun birthday <laughs> things that I can do that aren't explicitly and so like? So you're gonna try and remember two separate dates instead of just one? Well, I, I'm not going to. I made a spreadsheet. That's a story for a different day. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Very on brand for you. So, so I've been thinking about half birthdays. Your half birthday is coming up uh, in a couple of weeks, and uh, we talked, I think, last week about Jimmy Wins Three, the hardbound edition, the the hardcover edition of Jimmy Wins. <laughs> uh, and so I was thinking, and I was chatting with folks on the Discord about what Jimmy Wins Four would be. Um. The so choose I'm, your own adventure novel. <laughs> oh no! Although that could be Jimmy Wins Five. <laughs> there's there's room for the franchise <laughs> to grow. Choose your own. Choose your own way in which Jimmy wins. Um. So I like every different option just goes to the same page. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I made something, and I I want to bring it up now so that you and the listeners can be thoroughly distracted by it uh, as we talk about the show. If you go to heartofthe.cards slash Jimmy wins four, that's all one word. Jimmy wins four, the the number four. And it should redirect you to, uh, I I made this page on glitch.com, which is just like a free uh, uh, coding website hosting Ah. thing. Do you want to read the how to play section? It hasn't loaded yet. Oh, it it hasn't loaded yet. (laughs) <laughs> how to play jimmy wins is a thrilling multiplayer game that is wholly unique for two important reasons number one every living being in the known universe is playing simultaneously and number two no matter what happens jimmy wins to play enter your name and click the button each time you click the button you gain one point and jimmy gains one point jimmy's already got a head start <laughs> the game ends when this web page breaks or at the inevitable heat death of universe at which point whoever has the most points wins good luck and then there's a leaderboard. But what if I am Jimmy? Then you get two points. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a leaderboard uh, uh, currently. Oh, I guess I need to refresh. Oh, I man. had one point. Thus, you had two points. Oh, I'm no, you have ten leading, points. <laughs> I'm now leading at a score of ten to one. Uh, well, let me let me click a few times and because continue to give you points. Not <laughs> only I myself points. <laughs> do I get a point when I click? I also get a point when I click. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the listeners can uh, go right now and enjoy that. Um, it's hosted on just a free service, so it's probably going to break pretty dang quick, but I'm curious to see what happens to the leaderboard here. Uh, and it's on Glitch, so you can remix it if you want to make it uh, so that someone else wins. But why would you do that? It's Jimmy Wins. I love the disclaimer at the bottom that uh, the Jimmy mentioned here refers to only the Jimmy who is a co-host on that show and no other Jimmys. So no one can <laughs> try and steal my thunder. No one thunder. can usurp your throne. <laughs> it's only me. Tyler, this is magnificent. And I love the background that you have. This Good. Uh, I, animated like pixel Starfield. I knew you would. Yeah. And the uh, the, the AOL uh, America Online font <laughs> at the top. So yeah, there now you go. I'm Happy... currently playing two MMOs, <laughs> Final Fantasy 14 and Jimmy Wins Online 4. 
Happy. Uh, or is it ha- Jimmy Wins Four online? You know, it's up to you. <laughs> Uh, happy happy half birthday happy launch day of thank Jimmy you tyler for this is this is a delight i love this uh, uh once again heart of the dot cards slash jimmy wins for for our listeners <laughs> uh with that do you want to make a podcast about Yu-Gi-Oh? yeah we might as well It's time to podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! Recap Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. This week, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 13, Noah's Secret. Secret, secret. I got a secret. Secret, collect. Secret secrets are no fun. Well-known secrets. Those are the real deal. (laughs) Those are are the real fun. (laughs) Oh, boy. That's when the party gets started. (laughs) <laughs> those famous secrets that everyone knows <laughs> everyone loves them what's your what favorite known are we secret talking about? <laughs> my favorite my favorite known secrets that there's a map on the back of the uh, declaration of independence <laughs> or is it the constitution uh, uh, my favorite is that the moon landing was filmed on mars Ooh, that's a good one my favorite is that The Shining is actually about Stanley Kubrick's ingrown toenail. Gross. Yeah, Come on, sorry, that, that one got weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the translated title of this episode is The Deepening Mystery, Noah Kaiba. Well, it's not really a mystery if you just say it out loud in the title of the episode. The Deepening Mystery. Uh, the summary is Yugi, Kaiba, and Taya are separated from the others as the big five, minus Nesbitt, plan to take their bodies anyway. As Noah tortures Kaiba by brainwashing Mokuba, he reveals his true identity as Gozaburo Kaiba's biological son. Well, there we go. We don't even have to talk about this episode now. It just tells you literally All right, every yeah, plot let's, point. <laughs> let's bring in the high commissioner. Well, let's let's get up. going. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure to like and subscribe. Uh, Smash that motherfucking like button. (laughs) Yeah, this, you know, this episode, it it goes places, kind of. Like, it goes to a place. Kind of. There's a place it goes to, and then it just kind of hangs out there for a bit. Yeah. The... For once, this is an entire episode that doesn't really have any dueling. This is an entirely story-focused episode, but it doesn't really do anything with that story? Yeah. Usually, these are your favorite kind of episode. Yeah. And I, I like this. I liked it enough, but it doesn't really... Usually, like, story-focused episodes are meant to like push the plot along a great deal. This kind of like inches it forward 
about like an inch and then it just stops. Yeah, it's like it you know what it is? You know, you okay. Mm. You know what this is? I was just thinking about this this video earlier today. So maybe this is fitting. This episode is the kombucha girl gif of Yu-Gi-Oh episodes. The what now? You know, you know that that meme, the kombucha girl where she sips kombucha and then she goes, mm, "No." Well, no. <laughs> You'll know it when you see it. Our listeners are yelling, our, oh, our listeners one. are yes. all doing the facial expression currently. I know exactly what which one you mean now. Yes, yeah. usually I don't. I only see it in uh, image form. Yeah, as a yeah. still image. It the this episode is to Yu Gi Oh what that gif is to reactions because it goes it goes is is this important? No. Well, well, maybe. Find out next time on 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 Yu Gi Oh. To be continued. <laughs> to be continued. Um, okay, where, do, where where does this episode start? Uh, it's <laughs> it starts with Mokuba basically saying that Seto could shoot him in the face and he'd still support him because he's family. <laughs> <laughs> Let it never be said that family TM is not Mokuba's brand. <laughs> family. I love you, Seto. And so, yeah, this is this is uh, back where Mokuba is talking to Noah. They're still in that little weird little fancy living room area in a void. Yeah, in the digital, digital realm. The more I, the more I think about that room, the more I think it's like like a like a shrink's office, like a stereotypical like this guy's gonna let you you know lie down on the couch and he's gonna ask you questions about your dreams and or your mother. Yeah, it's one of those like fancy couches that has like it's leather, but it has like that patterning on it. It's like mm-hmm. one of those couches, one of those lie down couches. And so Noah is sitting there, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Anyway, in in his inner monologue, he's like, "Anyway, I deserve to have Mokuba as my brother <laughs> because he's Seto's brother, and I'm going to take everything Seto has, including his brother." Including his brother? I, Is I that guess? how family works? Sure, why not? You legally own a brother, right? That's a that's a piece of property that can be transferred. Jimmy wins six. Jimmy steals Tyler's brother. Oh, you can Trent him. is my brother now. Alright, peace out. He is he's, legally he's my brother. <laughs> Yeah, it's this is really this is some really weird emotionally unstable shit trying to take someone's like family members as their own. Like possessions, sure, I can understand. But <laughs> why do you want Mokuba? <laughs> Jimmy Brown 2020. Uh, possessions I can understand. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of like things that you can steal because you have been wronged by someone else and you're getting revenge on them. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, the the classic staples are you steal a man's truck, his girl, his dog, you know, country song shit. Yeah. You never hear 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 Tim McGraw singing about how his his high school bully stole his brother. (laughs) 
and he stole my Koopa. <laughs> now he ain't my bro. Uh, yeah, I think, I think the closest the closest we get to this is Jolene. I think. I guess that's very different. That's a very different thing. Anyway, continue. Um, so they're sitting there, and he's like, "More, haha! I'm going to steal Mokuba to be my brother." Uh, and so he he's like, "All right, if you love Seto so much, why don't you ask him yourself uh, if he cares for you or not?" And then he just like behind them conjures up a digital Kaiba. Uh, who just kind of appears out of nowhere. And Mokuba believes him because he's not the sharpest tool in the shed and thinks that's a real Kaiba. And so this digital Kaiba berates him for a a couple minutes and then just (laughs) vanishes into the darkness. The whole scene plays out like an episode of Jerry Springer. Because like (laughs) Noah's like, what do you think your brother's thinking right now? Well, why don't you ask him? He's right behind you. And he's pregnant with your child. (laughs) Mokuba, it's yours. (laughs) This is getting worse every sentence, Tyler. Let's uh, let's move on. It is. But no, but he does. It's such bullshit because the whole time, like Mokuba jumps over the couch and runs to Kaiba because he's so convinced that this is actually Kaiba, even though he's looking at a screen showing Kaiba. In a very yeah. different part of the world. This whole time, they have that whole like bird's eye view image of Kaiba actually dueling uh, Nesbit, whatever the hell his name was, and uh, Lecter, Lecter, Lecter. Um, and so Mokuba just like instantly believes that this obviously not Kaiba is a real Kaiba, and it's like, dude, literally nothing you've interacted with for like a day and a half has been real. Is is Mokuba okay with being kidnapped because he lacks object permanence? <laughs> is that a thing? Seto, you put your hands in front of your face and now I can't see where you went. <laughs> where did you go, Seto? Mokuba is the ravenous bug bladder beast of Trawl. <laughs> That's a joke for exactly three people. I'm the Battle City Commissioner, but I don't know where Battle City went because I turned 90 degrees and now it's not in my field of vision, brother. Oh, maybe that's why he was so good at being Battle City Commissioner, is Battle City was always surrounding him. (laughs) It's the only thing he can pay attention to because he's inside it. (laughs) He's completely engulfed in it. He literally forgot the rest of the world existed. Uh, So, okay, so... They have they have this whole conversation where Kaiba is like, ah, f- fuck off. Uh, no, what does he say? He says, get a life. <laughs> get a life, Mokuba. And he like goes to like, it's almost like he's going to hit him, but then he doesn't. He like does like a backhand, like I'm a slap you sort of thing. I wonder if that part was censored. Oh, shit. Do you think he's carrying a gun? <laughs> maybe he actually did slap him and they just selectively edited it. Oh, maybe. Um, I'm sure that's in the wikia somewhere. Uh, but so okay, so he tells Mokuba to get a life, and then he like storms off, and yeah, Mokuba he just is, vanishes into the distance. Mokuba is genuinely hurt by this. He's like he is crying. broken. How could Seto say such things? And and so, 
uh, Noah comes over and puts his arm around Mokuba and says, like, we're not so different, you and I. And then he freaking gets hypnovision. I could talk about this one shot for the rest of this episode, Jimmy. This is <laughs> so, so bonkers to me. This is just straight out of left field. His eyes glow red. He becomes hypnotoad. He becomes hypnotoad. And he puts Mokuba in a chokehold? Like a yeah. loose chokehold. <laughs> Mokuba can't even see his eyes. He's not even looking right. at him. He's just near Mokuba. But he's doing... They're posed as though they are taking engagement photos. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. Like Mokuba's, He's got one arm around him. Yeah, like Mokuba is standing facing the camera. And Noah is behind him, also facing the camera, with his arms sort of loosely around his neck in a loving embrace. <laughs> this is something you'd expect to see in fan art, not like an official shot from the show. It's, I, like, I have so many questions about it. Because, like, why, why is this show obsessed with villains that have mind control powers? They use it on, like, every villain. Every villain has mind control powers. Or just a lot of money. Which is kind of like <laughs> having a mind control power, apparently. But, like... If you're going to mind control people into liking you, why haven't you been doing that this whole time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want you to... Like, no, if Noah wants to get revenge on Kaiba, why not just mind control him into giving up all his stuff? Using his... Like, he's... That's still a win on in his book because he's using, like, his digital powers to do it. Is this, like... Is this the witch's curse of mind control? Like, ahaha, I am giving you the power to control minds. Oh, thanks, witch. That's not quite so bad. But you'll always want to defeat your enemies fair and square. No! <laughs> In a children's card game. <laughs> no, it's the, the monkey's paw curls. <laughs> right. All, all the villains in the show wished on a monkey's paw to be able to, like, control the world or, like, beat Yugi or whatever, but they're only able to do it through the medium of card games. <laughs> the one thing that this small child is good at. Right. And the one thing that none of them thought to wish for was to be good at card games. <laughs> anyway... Mokuba, like, goes limp and gets the old razzle-dazzle in his eyes. <laughs> yep. Um, and so, cut back to Kaiba, who has just beat Lecter. Uh, the gang is still on the other side of this, like, hole in the bridge. Uh, they cheer for him. Uh, and then Noah speaks from an invisible loudspeaker that he may have won the duel, but he has lost his brother, Moahaha. And so, like, magically... I keep saying magically. I guess in the context of this world, it's magically, but it's all yeah. just digital simulations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they a, a a hole in the bridge loads in, so it's like a a tunnel or like a covered bridge. It, it looks like reached. A, it looks like a tunnel, but it's still like just out in the middle of the freaking ocean. Yeah, it's a tunnel on a bridge. 
that doesn't yeah, it's have a covered bridge. I don't. Yeah. Anyway, a covered bridge appears ahead. Yuki yells at Kaiba to stop from going in there because it's probably a trap, just like everything else has been a trap. And Ta- Kaiba tells him to fuck off and runs away. <laughs> he tells him he tells him to get lost because it's family business. <laughs> Like he's the godfather. Uh, <laughs> you come to me on the day of my duel against Lecter. <laughs> so the gang all talk amongst themselves about how much Kaiba sucks and he deserves to lose his body. Except for Yugi, obviously, who wants to help him for whatever reason. Sure. Um, robot Tristan, who's still a robot monkey, agrees with Yugi and says that they may be able to find his body if they follow Kaiba. Because Kaiba's just going to be hanging out where his body is stored, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. And then and then Serenity also agrees, and Tristan goes, Hallelujah! <laughs> she wants me to get my body back. And then he turns and buries his monkey face in her chest, which is very uncomfortable. <laughs> That's so weird. It's so strange. I mean, yep. he is a toy monkey. Like He doesn't have a lot of options as far as where to bury his face if he's like, yeah, trying to Yeah, he is being her. held at chest level yeah. by Serenity. I'll, you know, I'm not going to blame him for that one, but also he could have... No, I will blame him for that one. He could have avoided it. He's a horny teenage boy. Did you did you notice... I just noticed... I noticed a lot of, like, random things this episode. Uh, the hair on the robot monkey is Tristan's haircut. Yeah, he's got the Tristan spike. I didn't notice that until now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a monkey with Tristan's hair. So, it's a monkey that was made specifically for Tristan. <laughs> I want to see the the other monkeys that they have in storage that look like all the other characters. Yeah, I want to see a Yugi monkey. <laughs> it's just a bunch of spikes. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go on. So Yugi and Taya run after Kaiba into the tunnel. Uh, Serenity, Tristan, Duke, and Joy are hesitating. Um, but then Serenity, everyone runs off of except Joey and Duke and Serenity because I think Taya follows Yugi. Yeah, Taya, Taya falls right after Yugi, and then Serenity is like, oh, maybe we should go, but Joey and Duke are like, nah, I don't really like see the point in helping this Kaiba guy. Like, No, fuck Kaiba, he's been trap. nothing but a dick to us, and like done all these horrible things to us. I'm not helping that guy. But then Serenity like tries to run off too, and they're like, ah, I guess we should follow Serenity, but I'm not doing this to help Kaiba, just right. so we don't get lost again. Uh, but then the mysterious tunnel vanishes just as mysteriously as it appeared. Ooh. Ooh. Spooky, I guess. Because mm. why? Like I, like you said earlier, like, yeah, okay, it's magical in the context of, like, the video game that they're in. But it's a video game, and they all seem really good at forgetting that. Yeah, there's no real, like logic to anything that happens besides Noah is just kind of placing objects where he thinks they should go. Right. He's there to fuck with you. Yeah. He's, he's railroading the party. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. He's the one DM that wants to split the party. Yeah. He's, he's splitting them on purpose. Um, and so we cut back to Kaiba who's running through the tunnels. It looks like one of those, scenes in anime where it's clearly just like based off of one of those Japanese tunnels that like has to go through a hill because of all the hills in Japan. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it gets to a fork in the road. Um, and he's like, where do I go? And he sees, he runs down the right side of the fork. Then he sees Mokuba in the distance. He's like, finally, Mokuba's here. Then Mokuba transforms into Noah in Mokuba's clothes. Then he levitates into the air and explodes in a ball of light. Yeah, this is, so this is the shot we got in the intro of the show that I never really understood because I was like, that's Noah, but it's not dressed like Noah. Who's he dressed like? Oh, he's dressed like Mokuba. This is like a very, like this felt very Matrix-y to me. Yeah, it's almost like uh, psychedelic. Yeah, where it's like, oh, it's the person you're looking for. Psych, it's the person you're running from. Oh, they're levitating in a menacing way. Oh, there's a ball of light that swallows Magic. you. Ooh. What does this mean? What does it mean? So they vanish because yeah. of that. <laughs> Finally, we get to go back to Yugi and Taya running down the corridor. They get to the fork. Taya chooses to go left. And she's like, I know he's this way. And Yugi's like, why do you think he's that way? And she's like, I have no idea. <laughs> and Yugi's so like, all right, good enough for me. <laughs> this is my, my favorite part of this scene here, though. Uh, they start running and Yugi tells her to slow down because she's a lot taller than he is, which is like <laughs> yeah. one of the only times this has been brought up. Yeah, he's like, that, my legs are a lot shorter than yours. <laughs> she, she has those anime girl legs and he's just a tiny, tiny little boy. Sweet like, boy. It's like a, a chihuahua running after a great Dane. I love this I, I love that moment of vulnerability though, because it's so clear that they are still playing it up as like they kind of have a crush on each other. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny like I, I remember being that age and it's so like awkward like having a but crush on a girl awkward. who's like your yeah like playful awkward it's so funny having a crush on a girl who's like taller than you but you're the same age because mm-hmm. at that age like height is a like a metric of maturity you know like yeah and then like people about. like hit puberty at different rates and like you'll be like four feet tall one day and then like in a matter of months or years you like shoot up another foot right and it's not something that you talk about as a as a boy, right? It's like, not no. It's not something that you talk about as a teenager. And it's definitely not something that Yugi and Taya have been able to talk about because they've been in constant mortal peril for right. what, like a year? <laughs> a couple months? <laughs> for a long time. <sighs> Poor kids. Uh, I feel bad for them now. <laughs> Poor kids. Um <laughs> They they get out of the tunnel and they get to Luigi's mansion. <laughs> Pardon me. They, they find it. They find an old mansion. They find the haunted mansion ride at Disneyland. Oh, it is kind of that. Yeah, <laughs> completely actually. like overgrown with vines and like spikes. But like and, like a set. It's like built that way. Yeah, it's very clearly not a real place. And then there's like a crying baby in the distance. Okay, can I ask you, Jimmy, did that sound like a human baby to you? That didn't sound like a crying baby. If I heard that in the middle of the woods at night, that sounds like some kind of eldritch creature trying to imitate the sound of a child so you can yeah, get lured it sounded into like the a, woods. Yeah, it sounded like a mountain lion. Yeah. It didn't or sound like, like a, a crying baby. Like it a, sounded like, like a, someone pretending to be a crying baby. A distant tornado siren. <laughs> <laughs> very strange 
But so, they hear it and they're like, oh my god, a baby. We gotta go in there. <laughs> they decide they need to get in the spooky mansion and rescue that baby because there's no way this isn't some kind of trap, right? God, these, these <laughs> Frickin' fuckers. Noah kidnapped a baby and put him in this mansion. Oh, it's Mokuba crying. <laughs> it probably is Mokuba crying. Could be, yeah. Uh, uh, then, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I have a feeling this fi- is one of your favorite scenes. Yes, finally. Um... We cut back to, let's see, is that now or is that later? No, no, that's now, now yeah. Later. Yeah, it's now. Uh, we finally get a wide shot of the blimp back in real space. You back know, the blimp. Back in the that, space. Back in actual reality. Oop, there goes gravity. <laughs> Oop, there goes gravity because here's the blimp again. Remember that blimp they arrived on, like, at the very, very beginning of this season? Eight years and 13 episodes ago. (laughs) Eight years ago. Remember that blimp? And so we cut to inside of that blimp. Holy shit. It's Merrick. This show remembered he exists. Remember that guy? Wow. Remember the actual like main villain of this series? He's bored out of his mind waiting around on this blimp for these kids to finish their video game so he can duel Yugi and take over the world. How how many hours has it been in... In this world. In real time? Yeah. If I don't been know. In the virtual world since episode one, right? They mm-hmm. they got dumped in episode one? They got split up to duel the, the big five. So a lot of that I think was happening simultaneously. Right. So okay, so if we say ten episodes, that's easy. Uh, well, let's, let's say nine to make the math easy. Cause it's three episodes to an hour, right? Cause they're 20 minute mm-hmm. hours or 20 minute episodes rather. So three hours of just sitting around twiddling your thumbs, power the entire universe. I mean, it's like living some... space. <laughs> yeah. Merrick ancient eldritch God spirit, uh, on the verge of godhood, uh, has, been sitting around a blimp this entire time and he's a fucking bored out of his school. Can you imagine having your moment of glory at hand, the the finals of this tournament that you orchestrated to get the power of the God cards? Right. Oh yeah, the God cards. (laughs) Remember the God cards? Merrick does. And Merrick has been thinking about nothing but the God cards while everyone else has been fucking off to play video games. Imagine being on the cusp of, like, cosmic power, and then everyone's like, nah, hold on. (laughs) Hold on a sec. We're going to play some video games. Bye. We're going (laughs) to play card games in a video game. Do you think that's how Lucifer feels? He's like, yeah, I'm out of heaven. (laughs) Fuck this god guy. All right, humans. Here's what's up. We're going (laughs) to... Here's here's what sin is. Here's, Here's, you know, here's your options. And humans are like... Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, We're going to live our lives for several thousand years. Video games seem neat. (laughs) (laughs) So, Uh, yes. Okay, so uh, Merrick leaves the blimp. Is that all we get in the shot? That's all we get so far. He walks out of the door of the blimp. He steps down the gangplank and he says he's ready to take matters into his own hands again. Uh... Good. Finally. I mean, you know. All right. Let's get some Merrick. Let's move things along. Cool. Merrick in the digital world would be very interesting. 
I we can talk about this later, but yes, oh. I agree. Okay. Uh uh we cut to Kaiba again, right? Uh no, we cut to Duke Joy and Serenity, who are oh, oh. stranded on the bridge still mm-hmm. after the the tunnel vanishes. And it's shrouded in fog, which has mysteriously appeared. And Duke says, the virtual fun never ends in this place. <laughs> wow, look at this simulated fog we're getting. <laughs> wow, R- using up all your all your uh, your render distance, huh? Got tired <laughs> of simulating our ocean? <laughs> really, just, really just turning down the draw distance on this one, huh? <laughs> I can only see three chunks out. Uh, so instead of like chasing after anyone or like continuing on in their truck, they're just hanging around waiting for something to happen to them. Um, yeah, which doesn't seem like a good idea in this no. universe. Every time you go somewhere, there's like a new mysterious door that opens. So What's they that might saying? as well like try something. What's that saying? Good things come to those who wait. <laughs> well, bad things are coming to these guys who wait. Yeah, because. Uh, Tristan, in monkey form, is kind of bored and, like, sitting on the edge of the bridge. And down below him, there's bubbling in the water. Ooh, what could Ooh, it be? Ooh, ominous. Ooh. Um, that, now we cut back to Noah's weird living room. Right. I the, the note that I have here is Kaiba hits a red floor. Is that right? Probably. He, like, drops out right. of some wormhole. Yeah. And lands on a red floor. He falls the... through blank space until he hits the the floor. And then the camera zooms out, and we get a long <laughs> shot of just Noah's ass. <laughs> Noah's butt in his short shorts. His, his tiny butt. Sh- his tiny, like, skinny boy butt. <laughs> That's Why did they frame it this way? <laughs> All we see is his, like, little kid legs. And little kid butt in his shorts because they're comfy and easy to wear. Do, do you know what I realized? I think I have this in my notes somewhere. So we brought up how Noah looks like the bug trainer, right? Because mm-hmm. he's wearing shorts. You know who he specifically looks like? Who? He looks like the trainers that you fight before the psychic gym in any Pokemon game. Because he's got that white and purple motif as well as the shorts. Oh, uh-huh. And like yeah. incongruously long sleeves. And a weird like bowl cut. Yeah. He's the psychic gym mini boss. <laughs> so Seto falls from the sky and lands in front of him. And he demands that Noah brings out Mokuba. And Mokuba steps out. I don't know how he was hiding back there. We clearly saw he wasn't back there just like two seconds ago looking at his butt. He steps thinking, out from thinking right... Thinking skinny thoughts. <laughs> he... Mokuba is so small he's two-dimensional. So he just rotated 90 degrees and you can see him now. Mokuba's so small. How small is he? His striped pajamas only have one stripe. <laughs> he steps out from hiding behind a Noah somehow. <laughs> And uh, uh, what is what is Mokuba? Uh, Kaiba says something here that I forgot to write down, but it was something like along the lines of like, "Give me what is mine." Yeah, he says like, 
Noah says he should thank him for saving Mokuba from the big five. And so Seto comes, steps up and he's like, come on, Mokuba. I can't do the voice right now. Come We're on, going. Mokuba. Uh, and Mokuba refuses to go, saying that Seto abandoned him. Which, I mean, f- fair, right? <laughs> he did. And He's like, been a real j- jerk to his brother. And Noah's like, yeah, I mean, I saw it. Like, Johnson, or not Johnson, uh, Nesbitt just grabbed your brother and fled on a motorcycle, and Kaiba did fuck all to stop it. He just stood mm-hmm. there. And Mokuba's like, yeah, that's what happened. I'm still laughing at uh, Nesbitt. Riding Ray on the motorcycle, and then uh, Mokuba is just like curled up on the front of the motorcycle, just yelling and not doing anything. Uh, uh, Even if he does, uh, I'm small. <laughs> he could have just like shifted his weight and gotten off the motorcycle, but he didn't. See, I I keep thinking about that scene too, and he grabs him with one hand. Mokuba has to weigh like five pounds, dripping <laughs> wet. Right? Like, does Mokuba a... get food? Just an absolute waif of a human. <laughs> he's he's like 90% hair. <laughs> it's like one of those big fluffy cats where you touch it and then you like feel their musculature underneath and it's like holding a bird. His <laughs> yeah. bones are hollow. Oh my god. Giving him a bath must look super weird. <laughs> I uh I every now and then I, I look up a Twitter account called Pokemon Peeled. Or is it peeled? I think it's peeled Pokemon. Um, If you just Google, I think I've seen this before. I thought saw it a few days ago. (laughs) I'm sure it'll come up. Yeah, peeled Pokemon Pokemon. with all the like spikes and fluffy bits shaved off. What would peeled Mokuba look like? (laughs) Just like a tiny, tiny, like skinny waif of a boy. Is peeled Mokuba just Sans Undertale? Anyway, have a bad time. <laughs> Seto. <laughs> anyway, so Kaiba's like, snap out of it, Mokuba. Like, yelling would be enough. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Noah calls him out on it too. He's like, yeah, all right, shouting's cool. Good, good job of shouting. That's not, <laughs> that's not the thing here anymore. That's not the argument. Yep. Noah tells Kaiba he doesn't deserve anything, including his brother. His possessions, which include his brother, rightfully belong to him. And and Seto says, you will not destroy... This is wrecking my voice. You will not Uh, destroy the only family I have. Here, I I got you. I got you. You you can do do the Noah line. Yeah, take a sip. Take a sip. Here we go. All right. Ah, Me, 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 me. You, you, you. Us, us, us. You will not destroy the only family I have. You have no family. Ha, 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 ha. Bum, bum, yep. And then we cut to Luigi's mansion. Yugi and Taya. Yugi and Taya are like exploring this abandoned mansion. Yep. And the weird crying noise is just still going they're on the hunt for babies they find an old rattle yeah they walk into this like creepy room that has like stereotypical like halloween style spider webs in it like floor to ceiling and then just like a random rattle on a table 
And to, to which Taya says, I'd be crying too if I was stuck in a creepy old house with no rattle. Okay. You're stuck in a creepy old house with no rattle right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, and then Yugi has this, like, galaxy brain moment. Where he, <laughs> he, he finally, finally rubs knows. two brain cells together. <laughs> he finally goes, I don't think there's a baby in this place at all, Taya. I don't think there is a real baby. I think there's just a wave file of a baby from some sound effects website. Yeah, Taya literally goes, you, you can feel Taya piecing it together. She goes, then who's crying? Unless it's a virtual sound file that Noah has playing in his digital universe. Again, why do they keep forgetting that they're in a video game? Nothing in here is real, you guys. Nothing. And then we cut back to your boy. A virtual sound file. <laughs> An odd uh, Vorbis. <laughs> he gets a dot wave file of a crying it's a, it's baby. A, a, crying baby. No, it's, it would be baby underscore crying underscore three dot wave. Dot flack. <laughs> dot flack. Playing on loop on VLC. <laughs> Uh, and he like walks over to a table that has like a uh, a framed photograph on it, lying face down. And he picks it up and he gasps. And then we cut away from him. He gasps and he says, "It's a photo." And then Taya says, "Who's in the snapshot, Yugi?" <laughs> I forgot about that. Who's in the snapshot, Yugi? That's real dialogue that people say to each other. God. All right. Well, then we then we cut away to Merrick and the ex. Yes. The the the, uh, the Charles Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. <laughs> so we get this nice shot of the underwater carrier that we've been in this whole time. Uh, lest you forget, we've been in this giant like shield helicarrier style uh, submersible. Oh right uh, at at the sea floor. At on the sea floor. Um, and so cut inside, Merrick is wandering around and I don't want to keep saying this is just like Akira, but he's wandering around in a giant metal hallway and finds a door surrounded by big metal cables, just like in Akira, when he goes to the freaking bottom of the Tokyo 2020 Olympics and finds the giant Akira, uh, frozen thing whatever the hell it's called you know the big ball yeah whatever that's called that, yeah, yeah yeah that looks exactly like secure and then there's like it's a big like metal door with like caution painting around it and then just a big x on the door yeah big x in a circle Mm-hmm. and uh he's gonna open it and uh go to cerebro and find all the mutants <laughs> so merrick uh unlimited ancient spirit uh walks up to this door and has no clue what the hell he's looking at and so he just like he sees this keypad and he some presses some random buttons on it uh this is the wrong code obviously and he gets locked out to which he yells and punches the keypad (laughs) clearly merrick needs to play more video games because he should know that he has to wander around and find all the audio logs to learn the secret key code yeah, he needs to find, like, a body that has the key card on it, or a, sl- a scrap of paper that has the or code a, written. A, a data pad with an email. 
<laughs> where for some reason this person has told another person their password. And that's all we see of Merrick in this episode. We finally get to see Merrick after all this time, and all he does is walk up to a door and get unable to open the door. I do like that it actually physically locks him out, though. Like, there's a little panel that slides up and covers the buttons. Yeah, not only can he not open the door, he can't open, he can't enter any more codes on the keypad. And this, like, random computer uh... voice says, like, wrong code or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And he, like, screams. (laughs) He's been locked out of his account for one hour. (laughs) Please check your email to reset your password. Uh, we cut back to Tristan staring into <laughs> the water. don't see him again. No, that's it for Merrick. Season wrap on Merrick, everybody. Big hand <laughs> job, for Merrick. Merrick. Uh, cut back to Tristan and company. Robot monkey Tristan sees something in the water that has a whole bunch of eyes. Um, he starts to panic and everyone tells him to chill out. And he's not trustworthy. And... Duke walks over and gives him what he calls a double monkey noogie attack. Which, okay. Noogies his robot monkey ears as Tristan screams. The sides of Tristan's head. (laughs) Which, like, A, rude. B, what? What? Like, what? Who does that? (laughs) C, double monkey noogie attack implies that there are two monkeys giving you a noogie (laughs) d he's a robot monkey and this is going to hurt you a lot more than it hurts him oh god i hadn't even thought of that he's yeah he's just grinding his fists into plastic yeah it's not gonna do anything but i guess there's uh physical feedback because tristan starts yelling he's hollering oh yeah yeah huh He's a robot monkey that feels pain. Huh. Ugh. I don't I don't like that. I don't love it. It's not There's my a lot favorite. To unpack here. <laughs> the big five are like, alright, we've designed these robot monkeys to download these children into. Make sure they can feel pain and can speak both monkey and English. That's a lot that's Huh. That's hmm. I don't my grasp my grasp on the underlying logic of this digital world is becoming looser and looser every episode. What like what possible meaning could you you know like okay so you're doing your you're doing your engineering stand-ups right and you're like all right Nesbit what are you working on? Well, uh, we needed a holding cell for the uh, the brains of the children we're kidnapping, so I built these monkeys in their likenesses so that they could have physical forms to, to be downloaded into. They're pretty useless, but they do feel pain. <laughs> they do feel pain, and they do speak two languages. I think that's that's the improvement, right? Because like yeah. Noah as the manager would need to be like, uh, no, that's mm, not good yes, enough. Yes, good, good, good progress here. Uh, just a couple of notes. Could we have it speak monkey and English? <laughs> Could we put an enormous switch on the back of the head that switches what language the mo- robot monkey's <laughs> speaking in? This switch uh, should be accessible to the monkey itself. 
And of course, that's that's one of those where the switch was always there, right? But it was one of those you had to stick the pin in. It's like a like mm-hmm. a, a security thing because Nesbitt's thinking get like, like a paperclip. Yeah, yeah. Ne- factory settings. Nesbitt's trying to like future proof this a little bit. He's like, well, just in case my brain gets downloaded to the monkey, I want to be able to speak English. So like, here's a switch that only I'll know about. And he shows it to Noah and like a typical client. He's like, yeah, but what if that switch were big? <laughs> I th- <laughs> Noah's like, I think our, our clients would have a hard time finding out where to get to the robot monkey language switch. Make it big and center aligned. Just <laughs> like every web design client ever. On the back of the head. Anyway. Uh, all right, go on. A beam of water blasts straight up into the sky. And everyone panics and yells. And then, as it dissipates in the air, flying inside it is revealed the big five. Well, Minus four Nesbitt. of them. Yeah, four, the big four. The medium four. <laughs> the medium four. Uh, Joey says, hey, what are you doing? You, they, we're, they're no threat. They couldn't duel their way out of a wet paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> to which the big four say... We're tired of games. We're just going to steal your bodies now. Yeah, they've realized they can't win at children's card games, so they are going to the thing they love the most, actual violence. Actual violence, finally. Uh, The big four can all fly now. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) Sure, (laughs) why not? Including Crump, who is a flightless bird. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh... Since they're now, I guess, they're superheroes, they zoom in to attack. Uh, but Joey activates his dual disc, which I didn't know you could do outside of a duel, and just summons a bunch of monsters to fight them. How did he know that would work? How come this hasn't worked before? Yeah, how come nobody's been like, nah, I don't really want to duel you, but I will summon this dragon to eat you. <laughs> I'm tired of, of I'm tired of like walking around... Or looking for a digital car I can digitally hijack. I'm just going to summon a dragon and ride on its back. Yeah, they've had this option the whole time. So why... <laughs> what? Hmm. So many questions. Uh, I have a couple of highlights from the fight that ensues. Because, of course, the, 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 the medium four... <laughs> the, the, big, the, big, the big five minus one... Uh, uh, fight the monsters. Couple of highlights. Crump has a whip, <laughs> and somehow he's able to use it to grab Swordsman of Landstar and like whip tackle him into the ground. Yeah, these are some like Super Smash Brothers move that they're just yeah. pulling out of nowhere. It's it's um it's Samus's grab move from Super Smash Bros. Is what it is. <laughs> it's the grapple beam. The grapple beam. Thank you. Uh, the other one that I that I really liked was Judge Man killing. I think it's Tiny Swordsman. Yeah, and he just saying, swats him away. <laughs> he walks away and he says, "Witness dismissed." <laughs> they are all making their like respective puns during this whole thing. It's pretty good, actually. This is actually kind of funny. Uh, so the that's going on. The kids hop into the truck which now won't start until joey punches it he punches uh, the steering wheel he punches the works. steering wheel and it starts up because it's working about as well as my mom's 1970 beetle and sometimes you need a little percussive maintenance to get it run 
And the big four in hot pursuit flying after this, like, tuk-tuk. Yeah, I... Okay, so I don't think they showed the front of this truck, like, properly before. Or maybe they did and I wasn't paying attention. This is a three-wheeled truck. Yeah, it's a little, like, a tuk-tuk. So I figured out what truck this is. I'm pretty sure. Wait, what? Yeah, because these are these are fairly popular in Japan and China. These these three wheel mm-hmm. trucks. Because the idea is, and you see this more so in in China than Japan, but they're still popular. I think uh, there, the idea is is that you can buy just the engine and like a wheel. You buy like a a motorcycle, basically the front mm-hmm. half of a motorcycle, and then just use a trailer hitch to hook that onto anything else. Uh, so that's really all this is. I'm pretty sure this is a Mazda T2000, which is a pretty popular three-wheeled truck uh, from like 1970s-ish, like mid-1970s. Oh, it's cute. But but they're like used for everything. And you look these up and they're everywhere. And they're yeah, it's one of those... One of those trucks that you use in places where it's just inconvenient to have like a full-sized Ford F-150 or something. Right, right. Because again, if you're just really honestly paying for the engine, you're getting an engine that's going to last through basically anything. And the rest of the machine is easy enough to fix because it's like a trailer hitch and a few wheels. Yeah, it's, it's just a motorcycle in truck form. Right, right. So you can get these in all shapes and sizes, and there's like family car versions, there's shipping versions, there's the like a truck, like what you see here. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of want I, one. Oh yeah, they look awesome. Um, it's it's definitely the kind of car that like I really enjoy. Um, but <laughs> but also like they're doing this scene, and he's like turning the wheel really sharply <laughs> thinking there's no way this is going to stay up uh and it actually doesn't it does fall over later but we're not quite there yet so i was like oh was okay that, it's accurate what was that top gear episode where uh jeremy clarkson is in the tiny three-wheeled car and he keeps flipping it oh so okay so that was a reliant robin <laughs> the Reliant Robin, uh, yes and that's a that's a running joke from mr bean because that's what mr bean drives it's the reliant robin which is a three-wheeled british car uh i think it's british that sounds right uh and uh yeah it it can't if you turn left it will fall over it's the thing. Yeah, it's 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 English. Uh, I just looked it up. They're cute little cars. I mean, they look like a little, like, uh, like if you took an old BMW and just kind of, like, squished it from all directions <laughs> and then just remove a wheel. This would be um, super fun to drive around, I think. Like, well, it's, it seats two people, and then maybe if you have any sort of load, just, just chuck it in the back. That's it. it That's all you get. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you get. Um, oh shoot, there's a there's an Italian version of this too that I'm trying to remember the name of now, um, but it's it's like even further in the direction of a motorcycle, mm. where there's not a steering wheel. It's it's the motorcycle handlebars and the I motorcycle suspension for the front half. <laughs> so uh, there is where did I see this? I think this was. This is a weird tangent. On Netflix, Paul Hollywood of Bake Off fame 
did a show about cars. It was like a three episode miniseries about cars. And in the Italy episode, he drives one of these for like a dry cleaning delivery service. Uh, let me see if I can find the name of this car. It had a very, ah, the Ape, the Piaggio Ape, uh, did P I A G G I O. And then a P E, uh, it's Italian for B. Cause it's just Aww. a tiny three wheel car. That's basically like exactly what you were saying earlier, Jimmy. Just if you strapped a truck bed onto a motorcycle and they're That's notorious adorable. for just falling over if you're not careful. Um, but also if you're really good at driving them, you can do like fast and furious shit where one of the wheels comes up off the ground and like skids on a wall. <laughs> I don't know if it's called if it's called the B because like it would sound like buzz, 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 buzz. Probably, From yeah, instance. actually. It's got a little it's that has like a like a tiny like fifty yeah. cc engine or something. It's like it's basically it's a go-kart. Damn, uh, but anyway, really no so, these cars. So I was I was really pleased to find out like, oh yeah, that's a real car, the the Mazda T two thousand. Uh so okay, so they're they're chasing, they're chasing, they're chasing. Lecter is flying and firing Jinzo lasers at the truck. And Joey tries to put the truck into a drift, but because it's a three-wheel truck, it falls over. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, pardon me, though. That's skipping a little bit. Before that, we do cut back to uh, uh, Noah and Seto. Yeah, here's the the clim- actual climax of this episode. Dun-dun-dun. Uh, a new virtual set. We cut back to uh, Noah and Seto, uh, a new and virtual and Mokuba, who's still there brainwashed. A new virtual set materializes around Seto, showing Nozaburo and Gozaburo Kaiba in Gozaburo's office. More like Nozaburo. More like Nozaburo. Got him. Uh, Zing! A, ra- a random door opens out of nowhere, and Yugi and Taya come through from the mansion. <laughs> yeah. That happens. They're because here now. Fuck your logic. <laughs> uh, how'd they know how to go through there? I don't know. I don't know. They probably, I mean, it's an accident is the thing. Yeah. They didn't. Except that they rush over to Seto. Uh, Yugi hands Seto the photo that he picked up. It's a photo of Noah and Gozaburo. <gasps> Gasp. Showing the exact same thing that Noah is literally showing them right now. <laughs> and Yugi's like, do you know, do you know what's go? What's the deal with this? Does this mean? I think his actual phrase is, "Does this mean anything to you?" Yeah, yeah. And Noah's like, "Okay, everyone, shut up and watch this virtual scene I made already. I put a lot of work into it." <laughs> uh, and in this scene, Gozaburo flicks a photo of the Kyber brothers over to Noah, young Kyber brothers, like as they're getting adopted. He says that they are his latest acquisition. Uh, they are coming to live with him, and he hopes that pitting Seto against Noah will motivate Noah to be even better. Noah is Gozaburo's son. <gasps> dun, bum, dun, bum, dun. Yeah, he, he says, like, uh, I understand, Dad. <laughs> I guess the green hair must come from his mom's side. I guess, right? That's, I guess. I mean, 
Huh. Yeah. I think he just got green hair because he looks like season zero Kaiba. And they're like, that's such a look. We want to keep that look. But it's not Kaiba. I I thought it was because he's such a snot. <laughs> got him. Got him. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jinx. Um, yeah. Okay. So that happens. Yeah. No and... explains. The only reason Kaiba was ever adopted was to make him better. And then uh, Kaiba goes... laughs. No, go ahead. Yeah. Kaiba asks, if he's Gozaburo's son, how come I literally never met him before when I lived in your house? Yeah. And Noah that's literally says... That's a good question says, to ask. That's a good question. To which Noah literally says, well, that's part two of my story. <laughs> <laughs> and he takes a deep breath to spout some more exposition, launch into his, uh, his musical solo. Well, that's... And then there's a computer alert that the Big Five are up to some hijinks. <laughs> They're like, all right, hold on. I want to spout some exposition, but I have to deal with these guys right now. Uh, the big... He sees on their First, s- his screen. It's it's like uh, it's like when you're in like playing Kingdom Hearts or something, and you're like, all right, I just got to get to this next level, and Mickey's going to explain the plot. Uh, but first, a quick time event. <laughs> Uh, so the big four are flying after Joey and shooting laser eye beams at him. <laughs> pew, pew. Right. This now is the part her. where Joey tries to Tokyo drift yep. and fails. Skids to a halt. The little truck sideways. crashes sideways. Um, and so the big five, right, the big four, float down and stand there. And then they argue amongst themselves a little bit about which bodies that they want. Yet yeah, Crump and Lecter specifically are like fighting over Duke and Serenity, like trying to figure out like who gets whose body. Which is weird. And it's, it's strange. Like, I don't like it. Uh, Lecter says, uh, we're going by height order. So I go first and Crump is going to be last because he's a penguin. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is like, are you five making up a rule like that right now? <laughs> yeah. And so they're arguing among themselves which, about which bodies they're going to take. When suddenly Noah descends from heaven with full admin powers activated. Uh, just kind of I standing there and glowing. I thought this was like the sun for a minute. <laughs> just an enormous glowing ball of light. But it's Noah kind of floating down. And the big four are like, uh, it's not what it looks like. And to which Noah says, are you guys fucking kidding me? <laughs> you gave yourselves superpowers and are chasing these kids around to steal their bodies, which is a completely against my TOS that you signed <laughs> when you hit agree. This was not part of becoming a moderator. <laughs> you are abusing your mod powers, and I'm going to have to ban you for these f- from these forums. Um, and then he and- literally, he does, he, he slash kicks them. <laughs> he summons a whirlwind and blasts them away into nowhere. Oh, Pe- Pepper liked that, apparently. That's, that was a squeaky toy behind me. I don't know if you heard that. I did. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he, he like summons a tornado and sends them to Oz. Yeah, it's exactly the Wizard of Oz. Where they all like get swept into the vol- the I almost said volcano. They get swept, swept into, into the, the volcano. Flying tor- <laughs> the flying tornado. <laughs> You know, uh, the famous Oz Volcano. <laughs> that, the new sequel to Sharknado, 
Volcano. Oh god, it's, it's a just, tornado full of volcanoes? <laughs> it's a tornado full of lava. So they get sucked into it and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then they get they just vanish. Bye. It looks like Team Rockets blasting off again. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Team Rockets blasting off again. Was that Lecter or Crump? That was Lecter. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then they go ting and then they're just gone. Uh, Yugi, Tan, and Kaiba run out of another random door. Um, oh, now he hands Kaiba the, the photo. And he asks, there's much rejoicing. Um, Yugi asks Kaiba if Noah's story is real, to which Kaiba says it's bullshit, because look at this photo. It shows Noah and Gozaburo, but last time anyone saw Gozaburo was six years ago, but Noah looks exactly the same age. Right. And well, and, and he and he guesses like, okay, if this was around the time that I was adopted too, right? Like, mm-hmm. how how has this weirdo not aged in six years? Yeah. If he's a child like the rest of us, how come he hasn't hit puberty yet? Uh, and everyone's like, gasp, and that's the end of the episode. To be continued. What a twist! What a twist! Is this ch- child who's been lying this whole time? Lion. <laughs> uh, what was what was the best part of this episode for you, Jimmy? Well, of course, I ask you right as you take a big drink of water. Tyler, my favorite part of this episode is Merrick getting foiled by basic modern security systems. I want to watch a full <laughs> episode of Merrick, the ancient evil spirit, constantly getting foiled by like m- mundane modern objects. I could, yeah, I could watch like five minutes of him in front of a grocery store, just watching the automatic doors open and close. <laughs> what sorcery is this? And he Clearly, like he tries uh, to step forward spirit. right as they start closing again. <laughs> the spirit seeks to bar me entry. <laughs> he, oh, he, he, boy. He, walk, he takes, he finally beats the door, and he like takes two steps inside, and he sees himself on the security monitor, and he's like, blast. They have imprisoned me in some kind of metallic box. (laughs) Because this Merrick is different from bad Merrick. Right, this this is is worse worse Merrick. Merrick. Yeah, this is ancient evil spirit Merrick. Because bad Merrick is... What the hell happened to him anyway? He got vaporized. Or sent Uh, to the Shadow Realm. Well, bad-ish Merrick... It was in Bakura's body. That's right. When they did that duel that sent Bakura's body to the Shadow Realm. So he's so a he's, lot of places. He's in the Shadow Realm in Bakura's body. In the pieces of Bakura's body. That's right. <laughs> it's not much simpler than that. I thought it was. I, I just thought it was very funny that we finally get to see Merrick, and all he does is walk up to a door and get locked out of the door. Yeah, it's very pure, very wholesome. <laughs> and then he just like screams in anger. Dang, or, <laughs> dang. Uh, what was your favorite part? Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the twist actually of this episode, where it's like, but he hasn't aged in six years. Woo! Like that's always a good twist, you know. Because, like, there's so many different ways that this could go, and I, I think I know where it's going, but, like, 
I don't know. Like, where where do you where do you want the episode to go with that that plot? Like, what's your prediction? I feel like they could do a lot of interesting things with this. Um, my immediate thought was that he is not actually a child. He's like an old man who is like prematurely stuck in the body of a child, and he's actually like Ooh. fifty or something. Oh, I like that. I wasn't even thinking of that. I was thinking there's there's like one of three ways that it could go, and one of them is definitely my favorite. I guess what with yours, there's four ways. I like that a lot. One way is that it's like an AI that Kaiba built mm-hmm. that has gone rogue, and like none of this is real. Like Noah is not real. Noah's like a fabrication made up by this AI of like who, and the AI is jealous of Kaiba, mm-hmm. and that's why there's this whole like body stealing thing. That would explain um, why this entire thing takes place in this like undersea battleship. Right, and like why Kaiba's never seen him before and all all these things. The other thing, and this is I'm not actually a huge fan of this one, but this is where I think it's going. I think the whole thing is Gozaburo. You think Noah is also Gozaburo? I think Gozaburo designed this whole thing and made the character of Noah specifically to fuck with Kaiba as like a revenge thing. I could like see that. He, that was my he, other thought. He, he didn't want to like appear as Gozaburo. He wanted to like psychologically torture Kaiba. And there's going to be an episode where Kaiba will think that he's won except for one detail. And like that's when Gozaburo will like appear. And reveal himself. Right. The The way that I would want it to go, and this is what I was thinking about after watching the episode. What if they all died in a blimp crash? And this is just a Jacob's Ladder scenario where they've <sighs> been dead the whole time imagining this like, like purgatory state. And they're each being tested in a very specific way. And this is this is Kaiba's trial. To see is... whether he can ascend or plunge into the depths of hell. <laughs> this is the most outlandish idea you've had yet, I think. Because, like... I'm also I really enjoying the idea that four kids entertainment would sign off <laughs> on a show where a whole bunch of kids die and go to hell. Eh, they'll call it the Shadow Realm. It's fine. <laughs> the Maybe that's why that. the, the tagline is Enter the Shadow Realm. Because they have to prove if they're That's what I was live. thinking about. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like we're clearly okay, not and then in the, the rest realm. of the story is, yeah, like the rest of the story is they figure out, oh, this is the bad place, <laughs> and they have to get out of it. That would also be fun. I feel like the actual answer is going to be much more mundane. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I have a feeling it's the second one, but I I don't enjoy that answer as much. What was the worst part of this episode for you? The worst part of this episode for me was that we finally get a full episode of nothing but story, and it does it all in the most ham-fisted way possible. Like, there's nothing connecting all these little vignettes. They were just looking for an excuse to cram these, like, story beats in there. And so, like, how do we get Yugi to find out that... uh, Kaiba and Noah were both Gozaburo's kids. Well, maybe they show up at this creepy mansion. Uh, how do we get the big five to be taken care of? Uh, they show up out of nowhere and chase the kids. And then, like, all this exposition, how are we going to show it? Well, what if we just have Noah 
like monologue and show them what's going on. It's uh Yep. yep. Yeah. That's Yu-Gi-Oh for you. That's Yu-Gi-Oh. They they could have done this a lot better. Um I'm glad we did get this story full episode, but it was it barely moved the plot along. It brought up some new interesting points. Uh some yeah. some good plot points, but it's still just kind of a rush. Yeah. Yeah. It it's going somewhere. Like I said, it's going somewhere. But it kind of just chose to hang out here for a while, and I don't really know why. <laughs> yeah. What was your worst? Uh, it's similar. I've been thinking a lot about the game design of this virtual world. Like, I'm trying to picture the the levels, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's so weird to me that the forest level has a door to the Tron level, has a door to the ice level, has a door to the courtroom slash new mansion, mansion parentheses present day, which has a door to, where did they go from that? They went from the the mansion to the like, well, there's also the freaking pit of lava, the radioactive waste pit when Joey kicks down the door. To, 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 um, uh, radioactive zone one mm-hmm. to gta4 to this random like bridge auto scroller there's no rhyme or reason to it no and like i keep expecting there to be like a central hub you know what i mean yeah like, an overworld a, yeah a Peach's yeah castle yeah, like I, I want them Castle to look at had, the paintings of all these different places. Yeah, at least Peach's Castle had like the narrative uh, tool of like, oh, all these places that you're going to are in these paintings you can jump into. Here, it's just like sometimes there's the door. Whoop! Right, the door went away. And, and the the thing is, is like so much about this world implies that Noah designed it that way. Like he's he's actively affecting so much of the world. That you have to imagine that Taya and Yugi accidentally walking into the room just as he's going to give that exhibition is on purpose. But, like, what purpose does that serve? Yeah, he doesn't care about any of these other kids. They're right. Just, they're just bait to get the big five on his side. Right. So, like, why would he program a random door in the mansion parentheses the past or the future i guess it feels like, to, like yeah if it should if they're getting railroaded it should feel like noah is leading them along but it feels like the writers are leading them along like on it, accident though on is accident. the thing like the, yeah like there's no right writers... reason to it the writers are just like oh it would be convenient if they were already in the same place <laughs> eh. yeah We'll just put them there. Exactly. It's lazy. Yeah. So that's that's my least. I don't uh, like my, the my, my worst part. Yeah. All the all the cool stuff you could do with a virtual world, and it's just like put some flair on it, dude. You have like yeah. the most advanced simulated like world ever seen, and it's just lazy. It's just sloppy work. 
Now, we did see some cool things. We saw him, like, descending from the heavens. Mm. We saw him, like, being Mokuba and then turning into Noah. Like, that's... I want more of that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, give us that creepy ship instead of just, like, here's a door. It just randomly appears and it goes to Ice World. It's too few and far between, the Mm. cool stuff. Uh, is there anything else you want to you mention about this episode before we move on? Let's move on. All right. Let's move on to the next part of the show in which I'll invite my partner, Lauren, to join us in the studio. Uh, as she gets settled, I want to remind everybody, hey, uh, well, the week just passed, I guess, is uh, Trans Awareness Week. Trans Awareness Week is a very important week uh, because it ends actually today. The day we're recording this is oh. the Trans Day of Remembrance. Um and uh, it's a good time to reflect on the fact that trans people uh, have always been marginalized in ways that we don't really think about all the time if you're not a trans person. Um, so if you can, I know I, I recommend every week that you go donate to some place. Uh, if you can this week, I really recommend checking out the Trans Lifeline. It's a trans uh, run and, and operated uh, support network for trans people. So it's a hotline that you can call into and get support from uh, uh, trans folks. Um, they do a lot of really important work and the donations, uh, that they, they ask for, they're actually very transparent about like, here's how the money gets used. If every amount of, of this much money is basically going to go to fill in the blank thing. And I really appreciate that about them. Uh, so go look that up. That's translifeline.org. Um, and honestly, just like Google trans day of remembrance. Cause there's a lot of details that like I am still wrapping my head around as as a, a cis straight man. Like it's not something that I am engulfed in all the time, um, but it is definitely important history to know about. Uh, so look into that. Uh, and moving into the next part of the episode, we bring in my partner Lauren. Hi, Commissioner. Hi. Hi. See, I, I said hi that you time. You did it. You did it on purpose. <laughs> Got the drop on time. you. Ha <laughs> mm. uh, I see. The High Commissioner Lauren. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. How good. are you? I would like I'm to good. I would like to congratulate the High Commissioner on her recent achievement. <laughs> Doctor High you. Commissioner. No, no, that's not that God. one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> President High Commissioner. No. Can we oh, can we brag about you? Is that okay? Uh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I f- a bit awkward, but if I guess. Oh well, no. I'll just say so. Lauren finally got the marks on her master's program on, yeah. her, on her degree and got distinction, which is Thank the you. the highest. The the highest uh, what would you call it ranking classification classification thank you the entire the reason degree. that you guys are in the UK really yeah and yeah. she she only went and did the dang thing you did in a it. pandemic Yay. in a pandemic with distinction <laughs> it's anticlimactic I think we're feeling because of the pandemic but yeah you can't really like gonna... celebrate in your your apartment by yourself <laughs> sorry your flat well, well we did we I did, have done we did get some bourbon to make cocktails with nice yeah lauren can you tell jimmy the brand of bourbon oh yeah uh dixie pete's kentucky bourbon (laughs) the cheapest bourbon that we could find (laughs) dixie pete dixie Dixie pete's we bought it at sainsbury's did you get more lego cards no, they're done with the Lego. They're promotion. done with the Lego cards. Uh, although I'll send you, I'll send you a picture of the stack that we have because I think it's doubled in size since last we talked about it. 
Um, but yeah, no, so we're celebrating this weekend. We're going to make some uh, yeah. some fancy meals, a lot of cocktails, had a Zoom call with friends. Do you yeah, get like, party uh, up. do you get a title now? Like PhD? A title? No. Oh, no, it's not the same. It's not a PhD. Um, I said I doctor like as a joke. Some kind of equivalent thing. sort of. Do we get a title? title no. Do no. You, I mean, you could put MA at the end of your name, but like that's I could, kind and of people a... do here. People do put like BSC ons MA yeah. after their name. Um, well, but no, I think I would only. Thank congratulations, you. High Commissioner Lauren MA. <laughs> Do you want to play a game? Oh, what game would you like to play? I'd like to play a little game that we like to call You Activated My Podcast Season 3, Yu-Gi-Oh! Not Season 2, colon, Enter the Task Dungeon. Yes. Let's get As our dungeon on. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, we invite the High Commissioner Lauren onto Hi. the show to play this game in which Jimmy and I pick from our team of monsters and have them compete in tasks that Lauren gives us. Uh, this time I heard that y'all were using a little cheat called Discord. Uh, I to help <laughs> I choose saw your that monsters. you were workshopping your monster you were going to I, was, I heard that. I was found out. <laughs> so betrayal. So Jimmy, it is you do get to pick first this week. But I have already chosen. Oh my god! Because this, I don't know if I can allow this. Jimmy has won so many times. Well, that's true. That I, I went to the Discord, like to the point where in the Discord, heart of heart of the dot card slash Discord, if you want to join, to the point at which after last week's episode, all Simi posted. I didn't get an email from Simi this week. Simi posted in the Discord after last week's episode, in italics, lesai. <laughs> and that's it that's it and i knew i knew that i'd fucked up uh so i enter the task dungeon uh, is not subject to litigation after the fact <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it, no it, was my fault. it was my fault i understand that i lost last week's episode i concede see it's easy it's easy when you say the words <laughs> um uh so i went to the discord yesterday and i was like all right everybody I need help picking because I am doing terribly. And I want to say thank you to Simi. I want to say thank you Get to... Get good. Uh, <laughs> I want to say thank you to... Uh, I think you pronounce it Schlafschaf. Uh, and I want to say thank you to Mac, uh, a friend of the show, Mac, um, who, who helped me pick my monster. But... <laughs> so... So... Um, so I got found out because... Uh, I have Discord on my computer and I have Discord on my phone. And I was expecting, as I asked this question, for the notifications about the replies to go to my phone. They did not. They went to my computer while we were watching TV with friends because we've been watching I'm a Celeb Get Me Out of Here, uh, which is a... Jimmy, you would enjoy this. The delight of my life at the moment, if it, I'm being honest. It is a show... That's like a cross between Fear Factor and Survivor. We've talked about British trash reality TV on this show before, we haven't we? Yeah, we have yeah. a bit. 
It's it's a it's its own. You think you know reality TV, but this is its, its own animal. It's you get like a B and C rating celebs, like 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 known people, but not eh. like not like Benedict Cumberbatch, right? Like yeah. you're not you're not getting like big names, right? Like huge names. Um, and you take them to uh, typically they go to Australia this year because of COVID. They're in a castle in Wales. Uh, and they are all put together and they're made to perform like very uh, gross challenges <laughs> like Bush Tucker Trials. Yeah, but Bush Tucker Trials is what they're called uh, because they were in the bush previously. They still called that even though they're I inside guess, of a castle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's th- it's things like, um, you know, uh, uh, what, what was what was the one from yesterday? Like get into this hole and pull it was a yourself. mining shaft and he had to pull himself along on a mining cart like but he was laying on his back and the mining shaft was only big enough for him it was like the great to escape. lay down and he had to they have to collect these stars in order to win food for the camp um and so he they kept dumping bugs on him and then he had to like reach into cubby holes with other bugs and toads and things and find the stars there. Not so, so This sounds while borderline unethical. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, it's, it's uh huh. Um, but it's so. Here's the thing about the show. So it's an hour long every, every day. day. <laughs> I would Live. not. God, I would not want to be on that production crew. And it yeah. goes. It goes for like fifteen days. Yeah, it's I like think. three weeks or something. Three weeks. Maybe not quite three weeks. And this is just like. A staple of British television. They that do we longer are now... episodes on Saturdays to catch you up, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. I think it might be two hours tomorrow. So we were engrossed in this. Hour and, and a we, half. We were on a Zoom call with friends who were also watching. Yeah. And the the show starts going... Like in the middle of this very important pivotal trial. And I'm just like... At, and I'm like, is it... Is it in the show? Is there like a weird sound effect glitch? Like it's a live show. Maybe there's maybe there's something wrong. And then <laughs> somebody else, because I was sharing audio from my computer, somebody else was like, "Does anyone else hear that dinging?" <laughs> somebody hear that? And I was like, "Oh, is that? is that not supposed to be happening?" Uh, uh. And then I waited for a commercial break, and Discord was not open on my computer. Notifications were turned off. It he was, wasn't in it in the browser. I wasn't in it in the browser. It was because the Discord app in my account settings had sounds turned on that I was getting a notification for every chat message from the Discord as people are debating what monster I should pick for tonight. I would like to not. thank trashy British television for <laughs> ratting out Tyler, who's cheating so to try and stack the deck to- in his favor. He had to open Discord because I was like, what are you, what is that sound? I'm trying to watch uh, Jordan North, BBC's radio DJ, complete this pivotal trial to his, like, his becoming a real person. I don't know. And Tyler was like, oh, I have to open Discord to close it all down. And he opened Discord and I was like, why are people helping you pick monsters? <laughs> <laughs> helping you with your yugi or not to be fair they are not they nobody knows what the task is no i don't even know what the task is oh okay well there we go <laughs> uh uh you know the, nobody's writing an answer for me 
They're not adding monsters to my list. It's all above board. I'm just getting I'm just getting advice. You are crowdsourcing this game. Yeah. I, I object. I also deserve to have people give input on what monster I should pick. Alright. But I won't join the I've Discord, already... which is I'm already on the Discord. Did you notice uh, Dab changed the Discord name to Fuck Yeah, Jimmy's On? <laughs> or Jimmy Jimmy's In now or something? Anyway, heart of the dot card slash Discord. It's a fun time. Uh, Jimmy, it is Sorry, your turn. this has been the longest. You, you are not, and we haven't even played yet. We haven't yet. even played yet. Jimmy, it's your turn to pick the monster first. Just if you're going to cheat instead of trusting in the heart of the cards, I'm going to go right for the big guns and pick our special boy, Beta the Magnet Warrior, to represent me in this task dungeon. Beta the Magnet Warrior? All right. Okay, that's that's fair. Our, our special lad. Uh, so the crowdsourced answer from my list that I will pick this week is Bolt Penguin, the only monster that could possibly take on Beta the Magnet Warrior with any any hope. Bolt They're both penguin. electrical guys. The 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 friendly tentacled penguin lad. Oh dear. Uh, Bolt Penguin is a level three thunder normal monster, eleven hundred attack. 800 defense. Are those Beta the Magnet its... Warrior, level 4, rock, normal monster, 1700, attack, 1600 defense. Are those its actual arms, or did it get, like, its arms chopped off and replaced with these electrical cable prosthetics? Because that's I... morbid. I choose to believe it... Okay, here's my headcanon on Bolt Penguin. Bolt Penguin has always had electric powers, but it lost its wings in, like, a freak accident. And then it got what were going to be just normal whip arms, but its latent electrical energy has turned them into electrified whips. Horrifying. Yeah, and it's got cat Truly eyes. Horrifying. So you know, Beta the Magnet Warrior. Wrong. On the other hand, needs no introductions. You know him. He's our special lad. Look at this. Literally guy. on the album art. We know him and we love him. Uh, well, that's not going to color the, the High Commissioner's choice at all. Uh, Hi, Commissioner Lauren. Hi. What is the task that you have for us this week? So, uh, I have to choose this one because it's, I love it. Um, but it was suggested by the architect Simi, mayor of Simi City. Oh, so an official Simi sanctioned event. Yeah, I don't know if this could be read into giving Tyler a, a another leg up, another See, Simi, handicap. Simi did not know what well, task would be picked. that's true. That's true. That's a fair point. We're just going to go with it. And I apologize to Simi because I don't have the email in which this task was sent open, so I don't have the full text. Sh- so, should, I, should I search for it? No, no, it's fine. Okay. I'm just going to do it. Uh, your task this week is body snatch. Snatch a body. Oh. Like okay. f- steal, like define snatching a body. Just like from a morgue? Or is this an For... invasion of the body snatchers scenario? 
like no, are we, are not we taking, invasion of the body are, snatching. Are we occupying someone's body? No. Okay. We have to steal a body. No, not kidnapping. They're dead. Oh, a a body. A body. Yeah. Like a corpse. We're just robbing. We're just For... corpse. We're just grave robbing. Grave robbing. Oh. Okay. For nefarious or medical autopsy purposes. You decide. <laughs> Benevolent grave robbing. <laughs> I mean, it's still a crime, but with good intentions. Well. Dubious intentions. Depends. You know, I, I heard, guess I guess that's up to you. I heard the road to hell was paved with a, a certain kind of intention. What kind of intention <laughs> was that again? The road to hell is paved with stealing bodies. <laughs> I mean. Certainly gets you there. Uh, Okay. I will go first. Bolt, Penguin, and I have been playing video games together quite a bit recently. Specifically, Octodad, Dadliest Catch, and Manual Samuel. Uh, and Quop. We've been playing a lot of Quop. Uh, Why g- these specific games? These are I'm all... sorry, I shouldn't interrupt. No, that's okay. Uh, I'll explain. <laughs> These are all games in which you take very direct control over the individual limbs of a person or person-like being. (laughs) Very exacting uh, uh, button presses and uh, analog stick movements, which control individual limbs such that when uh, uh, all of the things are combined at the right timing, you move forward or perform a certain task. Bolt Penguin. The, the uh, magical electric penguin with the uh, the prosthetic whip arms mm-hmm. has been training uh, virtually and in reality to use uh, the, the bolt whips such that they activate the, uh, the, the electricity activates the muscles of a body. So that they expand and contract in very specific ways, as though playing Quop or Octodad Dadliest Catch or fill in the blank game of such thing. Uh, what's the one that we were playing, Lauren? Uh, Pro Gymnast. Yeah. Pro Gymnast <laughs> is a very fun, <laughs> fun game in early access. It is really fun. Uh, but it's it's a similar a similar idea. Bolt Penguin has been training for the moment in which. We will finally steal a body. Here's how this is going to go down. In the morgue, most things are at waist height. Bolt Penguin is much shorter than that. Bolt Penguin, about two feet tall. Penguin size. While I, Tyler, distract the morgue operator, the mortician, (laughs) the mortician. Or, 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 you know, various secretary or whoever is, is there, Bolt Penguin can quite easily slip in beneath eye level. And then, through a series of complicated whips and electrical maneuvers, manipulate the muscles of the body that we wish to steal such that it stands, walks forward, and exits. And if necessary, can roll a stealth roll or a deception roll, I guess would be more, oh more accurate. 
uh, such that the dead body also uh, waves and or salutes to the person that I am distracting. I would like you to as roll a deception away. roll. Uh, can you grab a, a die from Pilbert? We have my my uh, demon uh, dice bag here, uh, Pilbert. I didn't know it was a demon. Yeah, they're all they're all demons. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, that's a, I rolled a nine, but Bolt Penguin's deception is quite high. Mm -hmm. A high charisma, as you can see. Yeah, clearly. Uh, so, so that'd be at least a plus four Mm -hmm. bonus. Um, so, uh, so yeah, basically that's, that's what it is. A lot of sort of virtual training, uh, and sort of small tests leading up to, the big heist, if you will, wherein <laughs> Bolt Penguin electrically manipulates the muscles of the freshly deceased person. Wow. It's interesting that you went for stealing from a morgue. I mean, I figured fresh was probably better because otherwise you'd you'd give me all these like rigor mortis. Better for what? Rigor mortis only lasts a few hours. Well, okay. I didn't know that actually. Uh, uh, you know, like you, you, you would come back to me with being like, "Oh, but they've been dead for a while. Their muscle mass is like deteriorated." Well, what's or, what's like, the purpose that you're snatching this body for? It was the, it was the task. It was a task in the task dungeon. The high commissioner told <laughs> us to steal a body. Okay. Was All that right. not obvious? You were there. Mm. Didn't know we had to provide motivation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know i like details Jimmy? i think i think bolt penguin would do it just like on a lark no well not on a lark but just like yeah, on a penguin. penguin for the thrill for hey. the thrill of the hunt uh hey. i got it bird joke uh uh i i, I think bolt penguin uh, is definitely one of those it's like um bolt penguin's like a jason statham type right like he's in it for the action Bolt Penguin, Bolt Penguin is, is one of those that's just going to practice like as much as it takes to be able to do that 360 drift in the Mini Cooper. <laughs> Blank stairs. Well, cool. This is why I lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tyler, your heist hinges uh, on the credulity of the person staffing this morgue and their inability to see that a corpse has just gotten up, waves at them, and leaves. <laughs> Beta the Magic Nor- Warrior has a much more straightforward way to get into the morgue, uh, in that he is magnetic. He's literally made of three big old magnets. And so, it's in the name. Right there in the name. And so his job is to, um, to he'll camp out outside a hospital or... Uh, to put a more gruesome spin on things, outside one of the many COVID pop-up tents that are oh around the world, where security might be a bit more lax. And when people die, their metal gurneys, uh, he'll be able to easily slip underneath and adhere himself using magnetism to the underside. And as these people are trans- transferred to the morgue, he is then able to just hang out underneath. Because no one's going to look underneath the the sheets of these these poor people, and so all he has to do is wait, wait for a night time, and then he will have the pick of the entire morgue, uh, in which he can choose whichever body that he wants for whatever purpose. It's not specified and doesn't need to be specified. <laughs> <laughs> At which point, 
He can simply magnetize their united in that. He can simply magnetize that gurney and easily push it out of the morgue into the cloak of night. Wow. So has Beta the Magnet Warrior essentially been contracted to seal this body then? (laughs) Yes, Beta the Magnet Warrior is doing a a Mission Impossible scenario, complete with music. not for his own purposes. It's not for his own purposes. Look at this sweet boy. He's just trying to make some (laughs) some coin. There's no possible scenario in which Beta the Magnet Warrior would need a dead body for something. No, of course not. His services have been asked for and he will provide. And his services are sneaking around on metallic things. <laughs> I mean, conceivably, mm. he wouldn't even need to get into the morgue on the gurney of one of those big uh, refrigerated trucks. He could just mm. adhere to the outside of. So he mm. would use stealth to, uh, to, to enter the morgue and emerge in the dead of night when the morticians are no longer there. And escape with his prize. I have I have a rebuttal if Tyler, I Tyler, yes, your yes. rebuttal, please. I have two points to make. Number one, uh, you mentioned that your plan does not uh, uh, revolve around the credulity of a dead body walking past uh, uh, wh- whoever happens to be working at the morgue that day. The mortician, please. The morgue, <laughs> the morgue <laughs> operator, <laughs> the, the the corpse engineer, the woman um, from Men in Black one. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, in in defense of the, my plan, what would you do if you saw a dead body suddenly get up and walk away? I would do what is right and what is ethical, and that is to make sure that this person seeks medical attention because they were legally <laughs> and, for all intents and purposes, physically dead last time I saw them. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I would get right. the you're get I would call nine one one immediately if I saw someone I knew to be dead walking around. Right, but you wouldn't you wouldn't tackle them. No, I would stop. I would you... restrain them from leaving. Certainly, they were just dead. They're not in a good frame of mind. I'm not going to let them wander oh, out wow, the street. You, you would restrain a dead. Okay. Wow. All right. Mm. I... Yeah. If uh, you're in the hospital, uh, huh. if you're in a ho- ward of the hospital, they don't just let you walk out into traffic what was your second rebuttal no that's not worth it <gasps> no i want to hear it <sighs> what about beta the magnet warriors <laughs> what <laughs> say it louder what about <laughs> beta the magnet warriors big swing and dog he wears tidy whities End of question. <laughs> I'm just saying I think that would cut down on his stealth ability. <laughs> That's where all the magnetism is. No. No, I don't like that. <laughs> it's attracting something. <laughs> All right, High Commissioner, we've given our pitches. Mm-hmm. What is your choice for the winner of this week? As much as I like the image of 
Bait of the Magnet Warrior and Tidy Whities. I am going to give it to Bolt Penguin this Rigged. week. <laughs> voter fraud. Just wow. another example of voter fraud. Wow. I think that Jimmy's was probably more logical and more reasonable an explanation, but... You like the idea I, of a, a body getting shocked quap style to walk I out of the <laughs> I really I do. I have to get that too, Just Tyler. getting up and... That's very fun. Like, basically, the image of something that we would do in a and d campaign, or the image of, like, this dead body standing up and, like, walking out, and then the morgue technician looking up and being like, what? And the body just being like, hey, how you doing? Tipping his hat and, like, walking away. Frank? Ralph? And then just the morgue technician being too stunned to do anything. I, I liked that mental image. <laughs> I do have to salute Jimmy's presence of mind to know exactly what to do in that situation. Yeah. I hope that it never happens to you. <laughs> I hope so, too. <laughs> I I had also kind of hoped that, I don't know, you'd make sort of a historic reference, one of you, to like... You really want I us to know. have a motive for these tasks. Yeah, I, I, I like the, I like the, the story behind it. Well, we'll, 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 uh, we'll keep that in mind for for future tasks. <laughs> I feel like now. Do you want I'm historical drama? Tips. I could say that this is a cadaver synod. The year is eight hundred ninety-seven, and Beta the Magnet Warrior is stealing the seven-month <laughs> dead body of the Pope. Is that what you want to see? Hear? I'm gonna. I'm going to go for that every time. <laughs> the year is 33 AD. Tell me a story. Bolt That's Penguin, what I want. Bolt Penguin is rolling the stone away from the grave of the man who claims Ooh. to be the son of God. See, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We need I to don't end know. this episode. We need to end this episode. I don't so know that, that that's the right way to play the game, but it's my game. You gave it to me to play it how I wanted. Yeah. So. That's on us. <laughs> All right. We'll we'll bring it to the end of the episode. If you want to reach out to us, you can email us at youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com. And the thing that I want to hear from you in our emails and on our Discord, which is part of the dot cards slash Discord. I want to hear what your plans are to celebrate the holidays safely. Uh, things like having dinner with your friends via Zoom. Um, myself, I'm going to be watching a lot of movies this holiday season, including the Netflix originals, The Princess Switch, and The Princess Switch 2 switched again. Yeah, he's really excited about this. I'm very excited about can't this. Stop talking about I'm it. I'm tempted to stream myself like do it do like a watch along stream of these video of these films. Uh, because I cannot stop thinking about how Vanessa Hudgens is slowly building up to a clump scenario where she plays all the characters all trying to switch with each other. I am thinking about my friends and I were talking about having a uh, remote Friendsgiving. Uh, where we each make one part of a meal and then meet up somewhere, s swap like to-go containers full of the food that we've made, and then we all go back to our houses and eat it there. Oh, that's so nice. we might get oh, to that's do something really cute. Like that. That's very cute. I like that. So send send uh, us uh, either uh, my oh. friends and I. Oh, oh, do I get to do one? Yes. Please. 
We're going to do a secret Santa where we all buy different little presents and then we are mailing them to each other. And then we're going to open them all as a surprise on Zoom and have to guess who was the oh fun giver. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be neat. It's going to be neat. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I want to hear from folks. You can email us. You have to be on my podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have a contact link on our website that's heartofthe.cards. Heartofthe.cards slash discord is our discord server. Um, yeah, let me know how you're going to spend the holidays. Are you, like me, going to watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 on Thanksgiving? Let me know. <laughs> uh, next week is a three-part episode oh that boy. I've forgotten the name of. Uh, but we're going to be watching episodes 14 and 15 of season three so okay. prep for that uh and uh and send in more tasks oh yeah send in more tasks uh put task dungeon or something in the title of of the email so that i'll forward it directly to lauren and i won't read it um all right we will be back with a new episode next week probably we'll see what happens uh thanksgiving is next week i'm realizing and until next time it's a virtual sound file that Noah has playing in his digital universe. <laughs>